How's it going? Uh, it's it's going okay. It's it's busy. Honestly, busy? kind of miss. Yeah, honestly, kind of miss COVID times. Um, yeah, not kind of busy. You're Just doing, like you, more people you're doing interaction, business stuff. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, try to take care of family. Uh, just all kinds of all kinds of stuff. It just sort of catches up to you. I feel like yeah. I've been putting it off for a couple of years, so it's time to it's time to engage. So you feel energized? You feel good? No, I hate this. <laughs> you hate no. It was kind of nice. like okay, twenty twenty was like a like like a like yeah. We're we're all staying put. There is there is not going to be any interaction. Okay, fine. Twenty twenty one. It's it's like it starts to get a little gray, right? Like okay, for fam, like to go see my mom, I would definitely. Um, like I'm definitely going to see my mom. You know, friends. You know, everyone's everyone's got their different levels of you know precautions they want to take you want to respect that you know 2022 it's you know it's like the last of last of that and the 2023 it's like like fuck it germs do let's go yeah yeah i think uh, so like, who gives a shit? yeah so it's like it's like full bore back to quote normal um it it still feels eerie um i don't know i feel like uh, we're, we're 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 trying to get back to something that's never going to come back in a sense and I feel for like, people like me, it was it was actually kind of nice to not to be able to kind of un you know detach from um, like what counts as a normal social like life. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like de- definitely like we're we're coming out of the cave, but instead of like dealing with instead of being in the pandemic where you know everyone's thinking about the virus. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're now living in the pandemic. We're feeling the pandemic in terms of like all of the effects that it had, like the knock on effects and, and the mm-hmm. economic, like the the economic situation is being felt by a lot of people. I think that's, mm-hmm. that was set off by the pandemic. I feel like in a way the Ukraine war was somehow linked to the pandemic. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, you know, like, I don't know. I, I can't explain why I think that, but it, I just feel like there's a lot of, you know, we're not living in normal times still. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of it was triggered by the pandemic. So I don't think of it as over. I just think like we're in the sort of like next stage of it, which is yeah. all the, the knock on effects, you know, like. Right. So. Not to mention this thing is still floating around, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so sure. it's, it's not even like. COVID out there. It's not even like there's a separate, a distinct phase two that implies phase one is over. Like this thing is out there circulating, mutating, all that good jazz. <laughs> Um, I think we're just so, not as scared of it anymore. Yeah. You know, people um, are like, eh, so, I got COVID. They don't really care. Yeah, it's not, but it, okay. So, but like, it's, it's not even just about catching COVID. It's like, what do you do when you catch COVID like five times? That, that shit does not seem good. Probably not. But you know, like, what are, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? <sighs> just Seriously. bitch about it on a podcast, honestly. Um, yeah. That's that's all I can do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but now it's like like I don't have a choice, right? Like if you want, uh, like if you want to run a business, if you want to be involved as a as a working professional or just a person that isn't like a hermit, you kind of have to. Like I do want to see people, right? I do want to be part of all that. Um, it's just frustrating that I don't think we've got a proper reckoning of what has happened while we're kind of like just patching up. We're just doing our own little like DIY patching to come to terms with what has happened. It just doesn't. It doesn't quite feel normal to me yet. 
Well, I don't. I don't think we're back to normal. Um, yeah, but and in any event, that is probably unhealthy. In, in terms too. of in terms of this like <laughs> this normalcy. Do you remember like one of the? I don't want to make light of this, but like one of the things that they said during COVID was like, "Well, we haven't had a mass shooting in a while, <laughs> and because of lockdown, and mm-hmm. wouldn't you know it? There's another mass shooting, uh, a signal, uh, maybe a sign that we're going back to quote normal." Mm-hmm. Of course, at Michigan State, and I just bring it up because um, I think three people were killed and five hospitalized, and one of them, the hospital, one of the hospitalized victims, John Howe, is a Chinese international student, paralyzed from the chest down, shot in the back, shot in the spine, and I, you know, I don't think, obviously, I don't think there was any like particular racial motivation to that. I think he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And there is a GoFundMe for him. He's raised $350,000 so far, and I'll link the uh, GoFundMe in the show notes. But I just wanted to bring it up because it's like... That's so tragic. It is tragic, and it's just like, you know... I'm I'm getting really fucking tired of a lot of the stupid shit that people are saying about Chinese students. Like... Say you know this. This is when I knew like all of this shit about I. I hate the Chinese government, but I love the Chinese people's utter fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay, because like not all Chinese students they come here they pay full fare. Like universities are really reliant more than on, more than full fare, more than full fare. But they're really reliant on the huge numbers of Chinese, which have has thankfully gone way down in the past mm-hmm. several years. But there was just a huge number of Chinese students coming over, paying full fare, coming to the United States. And then what happens to them? They're fucking racist. They're racially harassed. They're beaten up. They're uh, completely ignored or sometimes even openly questioned by the faculty. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're molested, sexually assaulted, raped, beheaded, tortured shot now paralyzed and on top of that you have fucking politicians calling them spies all of them. they're not not some of them not whatever all of them all of them come here and they have to you know pledge an oath to the ccp or whatever so not only do they have to put up with all of the fucking insane danger um that is part of being on an american campus especially you know um when you're Chinese and visibly foreign in a country that has gone absolutely fucking apeshit when it comes to xenophobia, right? But not only that, but like we now have a mainstream political class that is calling all of these people spies, saying that they shouldn't be allowed to study STEM. They should only be allowed to study American history. And what? Why? Should, yeah, no, there were, there were, there's been a lot of people on Twitter saying like, you know, they're here to steal our technology. So why do we keep educating them? We should only teach them stuff. We should make them learn about American history and make them, you know, learn um, American political doctrine. Well, hold on. Like, seriously? Okay, yeah, I'm behind seriously. on this. I'm this. I'm, I'm behind on this. But that implies that there's a seriously distorted understanding of what the actual dynamic is on the ground. We should make them study. They come here voluntarily with their loaded pocketbooks to study the things that they that that they were promised they would be able to study here, like like what is I mean, this? Some of them we come with loaded them. pocketbooks. Others, you know, their families are sacrificing everything to send them here. Right, and they're the one, but they're the they're the customer in this case. Exactly. Yeah, they're not the they're not 
like we should make them do that implies that there's some horde just flooding in and there is some obligation on their part to put up with the host. That's not the dynamic here. These students are paying sometimes three, four times uh, the, the, the domestic rate to study at these schools. They are the, they are the VIPs of this campus for the, oh, no, this, these schools. <laughs> I mean, in terms of the bottom line, this is what emphasizes just how, how depraved their treatment is. Yeah. Well, well, you know what, as long, look, as long I mean, as wait, if this passes, there's just not going to be Chinese students. Oh no! There, it's not a law. The, 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 we'll talk about the law that they that they do want to pass in a sec. But like, I'm just talking about people on 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 social media and stuff who just every day go on social media to foam at the mouth about how we're being invaded by you know invaded by the Chinese, invaded by these chai, chai comms or whatever, and you know they're they're just they're. They're, like the fucking spy balloon for two fucking weeks we had you know just non-stop i saw i was tracking uh cnn and new york times every fucking day for two weeks above you know the poisoning of ohio and the absolute fucking dog shit crisis that's the ukraine war right the the every day it was the fucking spy balloon Mm-hmm. That was at the very top of the news. I mean, people are just losing their fucking mind when it comes to China. And I mean, it's just it's I mean, I we have talked about it a lot on this podcast about what's the root of it. OK, fine, fine. Like, no matter how much I come to understand that, you know, a lot of this has to do with um, the 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 you know the roots of this okay but at the end of the day it's just crazy to watch yeah and i'm not even upset as a chinese person where i'm like don't be racist to me or whatever i'm upset as an american it's that we're losing our national it's 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 it's, yeah that's that's probably the more effective way to tackle this honestly it's not like oh this is racist you stop being racist like no you sound like a fucking deluded delusional yeah. maniac it's you sound insane like you're actually the one that comes off worse in this exchange here and that's 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 the thing that should be fixed here yeah it's not just uh you know the Chinese the chinese like diplomats at the munich security conference that think that the americans are crazy the whole world is like you're shooting down weather balloons and only one of them was Chinese. You shot down four fucking things for a week. You were maybe like we were openly speculating as to whether the U.S. Air Force was shooting down interstellar aliens. And then it turned out what we shot down was probably a, a hobby, hobby balloon from a fucking like the, these cute little kids in fucking Wisconsin <laughs> that bought a Pico balloon and for like $200 and we're tracking it as it went around the globe. And then boom, an F 22 shot at tail. <laughs> <laughs> like it's insane and it's humiliating. And yeah. it is like the, it, the, it's just crazy to me. Anyway, it just seems to me that I, I really do think that Chinese students should think about going elsewhere. They should think about instead if they if they want to go abroad, they should think about going to places other than the United States. Think about going to Canada. Think about going to Europe. Thinking think about going to, uh, you know, a- anywhere else. Go to Russia. <laughs> even, you know, wh- if you want to go to the West, you know, like just, t- just really, don't, 
it just it still boggles my mind that to this day there are Chinese students that come over here with like rose colored glasses about what the United States is, despite knowing all the things that have happened to Chinese students over the years. Mm-hmm. And some of it is, I mean, it's like horror movie shit. It's terrible. I mean, here in LA, like the girl we just got her head cut through. off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, oh, fuck, man, Urbana Champagne. That's Illinois. Here yes. in LA, we that's got that's a really through, good I mean, school. Yeah, um, excellent school here. Uh, USC, which is in a pretty rough part of town. It's a very wealthy campus, but it's in a fairly rough part of town. Like the past d- decade, there have been quite a few murders of Chinese international students. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think any one of them was specifically identified as being like racially motivated, but it happened, right? There's families who have lost their children here. Well, do, you, do mention- you remember the, the gynecologist? Yeah, over I was there? about to get to that. Yeah, so Jesus it's like a Christ. years long, a years long, a reign of terror by this gynecologist who systematically assaulted, basically exclusive. It seems like it almost exclusively. Um, Asian young women. Asian yeah. international students, maybe yeah. maybe like maybe Asian domestic students too. But basically, it seemed like there's a, he certainly had a type, and he got away with it for years. Yeah, because they didn't give a shit. And I was in a DM chat with a bunch of USC students, and they were like, they didn't care. They don't give a shit about us. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I didn't have anything to say because they 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 I guess they saw me being very vocal about this on Twitter, and they're like, hey, we heard you're a lawyer. What do you think we should do? I'm like, well, go call a fucking you know go go sue the shit out of the school but i don't know what to tell you other than they don't give a shit don't, and they like, don't, don't care. come here just, the best just thing you could here. do jesus christ get the word out to not come yes you were not respected they'll take your money you are not going to be respected you're not going to be protected you're going to be f- under constant su- suspicion from the day you step on step on us soil the day you leave yeah and, and these, and these you universities the are not run hurt? by tenured professors that have independent, you know, independent thought. And, and no, it's all run by fucking administrators. Mm-hmm. And they're all just, sh- they're just the same squirrely little people that you'll find in other, any other institution in the United States. Guess what? They don't give a shit about you. They have no spine. The The predominant view in America is that Chinese people, not China, the government, not communism, but Chinese people are the enemy. And they you will walk around with that target on your back in America. And if you're not prepared for it, if you're not ready to deal with that, it's not a good place to be, in mm-hmm. my opinion. It's not a good place to be if you are prepared for it. But it is better. And it's, I think it's much easier to, to navigate this if you don't have delusions and or illusions about what America really is because you got to watch your fucking back here. All right. You got to watch your fucking back. If you see the U S as just a free trade zone, you are coming in with a full wallet, um, an admission letter, and you are here to take what you can get from this institution in exchange for your money and your time. Um, That's the exchange. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> there is no, there is no, there, there should not be any pretense that there is a social network or a social, um, a, a firm social uh, environment that's welcoming and protective. That just doesn't yeah, like, exist. Like you would, I mean, that is a fair assumption in most places that are civilized, but the United States is not a civilized place. It's a jungle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think every Chinese, every international student, Chinese or not, you know, 
with their introduction to be to America is they we should fly them in on one of those troop transport planes. Oh my god! You know where the light there's only like mm-hmm. a red light, and then uh, you know there's like some guy screaming in your face, and they're just blasting like, go, welcome. Go to the, go! Yeah, they're <laughs> blasting welcome to the jungle. You're gonna die! And then they just swing open the door, they kick you out, and then you just paratroop down into America. Mm-hmm. And that's and when you hit the ground, you just un you just unsnap your shit and just go running. <laughs> you know? Fair. It's a wilderness here, and fair. You know, it's you just you see foreign like it's not just Chinese. There was an Italian got recently at Columbia uh, last year. There was an Italian student who was dumb enough. I I'm sorry. I I'm not. I'm blaming a victim here. I don't mean that. Um was unaware that you don't wander, you know, east of Amsterdam Avenue at night. You certainly don't go onto Morningside Park. And he fucking got stabbed to death. You know? I mean, he's here, Italian guy, you know, PhD student in computer science. And then just gutted on the, died on a fucking dark sidewalk in Mm -hmm. East Harlem because he didn't know that in America... If you walk one block east of Columbia University, you will fucking die. Hmm. And that's no joke. We we knew that when I was there. We knew that you don't go down those fucking stairs at night. You probably don't go down, down those stairs during the day either. But you know, they don't mm-hmm. really tell you that. Yeah, I think. I mean, the, the numbers. That's have not been the brochure. Falling. The numbers will continue to fall. And actually, this is, again, where racism um, really ends up making the U.S. look stupid in the long run. Right. Well, how did the U.S. maintain its dominance for so long? Right. One of the one of the key pillars was was brain draining the shit out of everyone else. You should be welcoming these students. You should be rolling out the red carpet. This is one few one more student on your campus is if you want, even if you want to see China as a, a, an enemy state, it's one fewer it's one fewer scholar that Xi gets to indoctrinate. It's one fewer worker for China to 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 benefit from. So this is this is something. Oh, this is a precious resource. We need to guard it um, for ourselves. And you know, China's going to. What, what's the assumption there that if uh, you're we not block, hurting China. That you're, you're, not, that you're that if we block, I mean, look at the racism implied there. That if we deny these kids this education, what that China's going to fall apart? What like that's a hell of an assumption there, and that's it's sincerely stupidity. what people believe, right? That if they are denied access to these elite institutions that provide all this this the sacred knowledge, uh, China's just going to be like, well, fuck. I guess it's back to the Stone Age for us. What are we? Whatever are we going to do without without access to U.S. universities? No, you are helping them in the long run. Honestly, their institutions will get better. Institutions around the world will improve, and the qual it will all happen without you. So you, you know, actually recently, were taking the long view of this. I mean, this is this isn't even a totally this isn't a radical view. This is actually what uh, what people what, people like freaking Henry Kissinger were talking about it this way. Well, here's the thing. I think that. You're right, of course, that this is very self-damaging. But I think in a way that for us to truly understand what is going on with this, that a lot of this is actually intentional, meaning the desire to harm our system of higher education, our universities, is actually intentional. And it's because we're in a civil war in the United States. 
And we're in a state of civil war where they're the like right wingers, you know, they want to destroy the universities, especially the ones in the Northeast, et cetera, the Ivy Leagues, which they see as the bastion of liberal culture and the the elitism that like the basically the source of elitism which needs to be destroyed and that that is why i think lately they've been saying you know you you see like marco rubio and these other right wingers saying that the university of pennsylvania has acted in concert with the chinese communist party and that they've been using upenn wharton specifically to spy on Biden, and that's why he, those documents were in his garage. I Are mean, you, whatever it does, it it's complete nonsense. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they found you know okay there was there was a Chinese linkage between the Biden pen what I don't know whatever there was like someone from China or some shit. Look, they don't care. They know it's bullshit. They're not actually believing that this is a spy connection to fucking China. They're just trying to smear Biden with China. And they're trying to smear UPenn and forcing UPenn to take stop taking Chinese money. And yes, I do think that they're they're cunning enough, the right wingers, to know that if they can drive Chinese students away from America, or pass laws or policies, enact policies that make it extremely unfavorable for Chinese students to come to America, I don't actually think that they're doing that in hopes of harming China. I do think that they're doing that in hopes of trying to destroy the universities in America. I actually, I mean, I think that they are after the universities. Fair. I mean, ultimately you know? we are so insular, so isolated, really, uh, truly so myopic, everything on the, everything, even foreign policies are a reflection of domestic issues. I don't think Americans collectively have the ability to truly see outwards. Everything has to be a refraction of a reflection of something that's happening domestically. It's a really bad habit. Like so you'll see some foreign piece of news and they'll immediately like transpose American domestic shit onto that. Like, oh, this is just like, I mean, the, the canonical example would probably be like, oh, this is just, he's just like the Trump of Chile or something. Yeah. Right. And that's just how it like, like the understanding is kind of like memefied and transferred. Um, so, you know, so in that sense, yeah, it is a, it is a blow on the, uh, on the elite institutions. And on that one, I'm a little torn because they do have to go. They do have to get taken down a peg. Yeah. You know, someone switching gears for a second, someone mentioned this, uh, or asked on Twitter when I posted about, you know, these, these, the plight of Chinese American students or sorry, Chinese international students. And he was like, what are you know understandably frustrated like when are asian people in america going to stand up and you know what just like do put something together like a blm but for asians you know and my response was like what the fuck do you think blm ever accomplished yeah like what did anyone ever get out of blm like blm i mean i know it started before george floyd but i mean it really hit its stride in terms of the national consciousness after george george floyd's death and here we are back again with Tyree Nichols 
and a whole, you know, a whole bunch of other police shootings and killings. And the organization itself is disgraced. BLM is disgraced. Very thoroughly exposed to be frauds and grifters who profited off the blood of actual victims to enrich a handful of media, basically media personalities. who To literally go buy real estate. Yeah, to buy right. real estate, and, and the most they can claim as victories is they is media representation. And all these fucking people, these these uh, what you know, liberal white suburban people with their you know Black Lives Matter in their window and whatever, and everyone, all the all the rallies and all the webinars and all the DEI corporate fucking you know. Uh, I don't know what to call them. All that shit. And where where did we end up? We ended up in Tyree Nichols getting killed on body cam, just like fucking George Floyd did. It we just it just we didn't get anywhere. We didn't get anywhere. <laughs> it didn't do shit. And so my response was he and basically this guy was basically saying like Asians are weak. Asians are weak because we don't do a BLM. And I said, no, you know what? Fuck this. Okay. This is this is the reality. Asians are actually extremely strong because the response that Asians mount is not, we don't do rallies. We don't do hat. Well, now we get to stop Asian hate thing, but no one's, no one's really putting their back into that one. You know, yeah, we're not so cringy. like it makes me want to go bully, you know, and like, <laughs> hmm, this, this thing really didn't land. If like all of a sudden I just want to go out and bully some, some people <laughs> rocking that Asian hashtag. Yeah. Start Asian hate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, you know, it, my point is that what do we do in America? I mean, just go, just go look around. I mean, I mean, you see it, I see it. And I think part of it is because you live in LA and I live in New York and you know what I see? I see Asian people living close to each other, doing business with each other, buying, you know, eating at restaurants, shopping in stores, banking at banks, you know, buying real estate through agencies, all run by Asian people, other Asians, and the neighborhoods. Asians come in, they buy, we buy up the property, and then we like we bank our money, and we invest it back into educating our kids, and we invest it back into building up businesses and like a local economy. And we concentrate in specific neighborhoods so that our numbers are really high within us, concentrated, not diffuse, but concentrated. And that to me is much more protective and much more significant than a fucking hashtag. That's actually more power. You know, somebody who would casually say that, you know, I don't know. I get the sense that they would be young. You know, you'd have to be someone who is who has actually been bred to see attention as actual currency. Like just simply having a te- people clicking on your shit or, you know, g- agreeing with you online or something that that is actual. That's a, that that's actual power. Actual power is very, very quiet. Right, and I don't like when people people dis dismiss Asians um, for not having had so much attention when they've been racking up stuff that actually matters. I am immensely grateful. I can't imagine how difficult it was for the people who came 
who came in the decades before I was born to to start building this up. But I'm enjoying I'm enjoying life in a very strong enclave because of what they were able to do. Yeah, and I think that that's actual power, of- right? It means collectively there is money invested in these communities. There is skill, right? You can you can you can have really deep networks of social capital at your at your disposal. That takes time. That takes a lot of effort to build. That takes a lot of sacrifice. And actually, in a country like this, the best way to do that is to be under the radar. You cannot court attention to do that if you want this to happen. Yeah, and and it's also the roots go deep. I mean, these are not. I think the big thing about. I mean, someone you know, one of the one of the OG Chinatown people, um, as you know, when I was hanging out with him in Chinatown, asked me this a while ago. He was like, Chinese were excluded from owning property back then, which, by the way, they want to do again. Governor Greg Abbott, Texas, is backing a bill that would preclude Chinese citizens uh, from owning land in Texas. And this was the case in New York City, uh, he said, for a long time. Chinese were not allowed to own uh, property. So how did Manhattan Chinatown... uh, how how does it exist? How did it exist in the first place if they couldn't own property? And second, like how is it still exist? Like how is it still here? Like all the other neighborhoods are fucking long gone. They've been like bu- completely bought out by real estate capital and redeveloped into a mall. Soho, which is just north, is a fucking outdoor mall. Okay, it's just that's all it is. It's just big chains and big brands, right? How is it that Chinatown still so Chinese? When every other neighborhood has been completely destroyed and all the original residents are gone, it's because, you know, Asian people, like, when they get, when they decide to, like, hunker down, they go deep, they go, they figure out ways to hold on to the property, the land, and they don't let go. And so when people talk about, and, you know, that's despite the best efforts of, you know, the, the state trying to, trying to remove, um, you know, this idea that anytime a racial minority starts to build up power, like Black Wall Street and, you know, all these other and Chinatowns have been raised to the ground in the past, too. Um, how exactly when you drive through an Asian enclave in America, like how was that allowed to exist? Do you remember Shane Gillis, that fucking Oh, that's a blast from the guy. past. Yeah. Yeah, that guy, you know, like I went back and looked at his video and like it's disgusting. Like he was just like, I went down to Chinatown and I'm like, what are all these people? What is this? What are all these people doing here? Get out of here. We gotta clean mm-hmm. this up. Clean it up, he said. We need to do ethnic cleansing. And fucking white comedians like Louis C.K. was defending his right mm-hmm. to make that joke. I'm like, mm-hmm. he has a right to make that joke, but we always have the right to buy the shit out of the land here. And there's no way that they're gonna take it from us. So th- my point is like, look, you know, stop. It's exactly, you, you, you know exactly what I'm saying. Like, stop going for the fucking, the, the social media clout. Stop going for, stop trying to convince other people of anything and just you gotta build stack up power. Your, you you got to, it's, 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 in a sense, it is kind of selfish, right? But in us, in other in another sense, you are your the only thing you can actually control, you know. 
I know it's 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 popular to be like, oh, we're we're all in this together. We're gonna pull together in aggregate. That will, yeah, yeah. But it starts by individuals pulling in a in a direction that makes sense for them, yeah. right? Like the the enclaves here did not come up because we all sat down in a in a room and are like, okay, all right, you guys in the back there, you all go to law school. In the corner over there, you're going to med school. All right, we're gonna reconvene. We're gonna buy up this block. Um, it's gonna be, and then in thirty years, it's gonna be great. That's not how it worked. Yeah, it you get what I'm saying. And yes. then, so I, I mean, I don't know. I got a, I got a new f- sense of appreciation for this. Actually, like you had a troll in your mentions. I, I, I don't like I. Oh, uh, the other person. day, do you do you remember the, this person? Like just not kind sure. of a. Yeah. Um, anyway, they were they, just a comment. They oh oh the the troll who was like you know anyone who provides aid and uh, comfort. Oh, that guy. To yeah. Change. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, if, all right. Let's have a little fun. This is this is my first time back on the on the hell site in a minute. Okay. So just <laughs> respond. And then like the final thing he he said before like before bringing down the you know the block on both of us is like, well, just watch. You will be dragged kicking and screaming to the to the camps. The doors will shut and you will beg to be let out. Some like wild, you know, wank just some wild yeah, some fantasy, fantasy, basically. Yeah. And it's like like I'm very like, that doesn't even land. Like, do you understand what would happen to this place? Yeah, if, if that if we you all guys got did that. Up? Yeah, exactly. Try it. Like, Part of me is like, do it. I dare you. Just fucking. We are three days. In three days, we will just walk back out because there was the country will have fallen over. Yes, do it. Just fucking do it. Stop and and and. I think here's the thing: is I hear this question asked all the time, or this observation made all the time, saying like, you know, it this could we could be heading back towards something like Japanese internment or. We could see the re- you know the return of something like a. What do you mean we could? What do you mean we might? It already it's fucking happening. Yeah, it's already happening all around us. It's just not going to take the same form as it did back then. Okay. Yep. And so you gotta like, get like it, it's gotta get it, you gotta get wise to what's currently happening. Yeah. It's not ever going to look the way it did yes. in the forties. It's not going to be a, a, a camp visible from space where twenty million people are sh- are stuffed. Yeah, it's and I'm never sorry. going to be that visible. Yes, and guess what? Like just just fucking racial solidarity and you know what a stand you know demonstrations or whatever writing us uh, you know whippy little blog post or what it's not going to do it you know what protects you fucking money fucking connections yeah having skilled people powerful people it like that's what protects you at the end of the day it is not racial solidarity posts on twitter or whatever okay it does it's not going to happen at the asian american studies center okay it takes money it takes resources it takes, you know, when people are saying, oh, we got to organize, we got to, or-. you know what organizing takes? It takes money, resources, hard assets. Yes. It also you, doesn't like- take, uh, take overt action. Like, like mentioned earlier, nobody in the enclave was like, okay, um, this is, this is what we're going to do. Like, this is a 10 year plan where I'm going to execute on it. This all happened fairly organically. Right. With, with multiple people just pursuing their self-interest. It's just the self-interest does just tends to look the same for everyone. Yeah, you want, the more you, you pursue self-interest, the more you pursue self-interest, the more you become an entitled fuck. And the more entitled you are, the safer you become. Because you're not you for don't yourself, stop acting like you stop acting like a you? guest. 
yeah, yeah. your rights, your power, your resources, your right to exist here stops becoming contingent and you just go and get it. Just go and yeah. take it. And um, you don't need anyone's permission. Per- permission or acceptance or, you know, all these begging poses. Like, They're never going to give stop. it to you. It doesn't matter. It really does not matter. I think yes, this is that's that, actually the heart of why. But all like, that leftist shit is all about asking for permission. It's all about at, at the end of the day, what that shit is, is it comes down to we have to convince white people to be better. We have to save their souls. Well, I'm not in this to save your fucking soul. If you're a fucking dumbass racist hick, it's not my job to pull you out back into sapiens. <laughs> yes. Okay? You just go polish sheepcock for the rest of your life. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Like either get uh, with the program or or get out of my way. Honestly, it's it's yeah. it's you know I you know the the phrase has gotten tired. Like I'm not here to educate you. I like the spirit of that. I think it got it got kind of snarky and and snarky and abused on social media. But the basic spirit of it is the same. Like just just get with it, right? Stop being stop being stupid about what's going on around you. Just get with the program. Yeah, and a lot of this shit on the left. Okay, I, I just have a lot of problems with the left right now because. It's it's a it's a puritanical left that believes that the way to uplift marginalized people is for them to do like the fucking Gandhi thing, which is to like oh noble self right into basically yeah. being a martyr for some cause, a noble defeat. Yeah, a noble is, defeat. Is better like, I will than, show you that I'm the better person, you know? And yeah. it's like, you know, I'm just going to walk one after another right into the butt of the rifle so that mm-hmm. the world will see what a monster you are. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, but when it's the United States or whatever, or you know, so everyone sees that they're a monster, who's going to do anything about it? Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do anything about it because they can't. So I think a lot of the problem with the left is that it just fetishizes powerlessness and if you look at what it actually takes to secure and preserve your rights here in America, it's not woke. It is not woke. A lot of times, the you know leftists will hate that shit. They don't like the idea of accumulating wealth. They don't like the idea of mobilizing that capital. They don't like the idea of being extremely opportunistic and tactical when it comes to who you align with and who you work with. They don't like the idea that movements take money and they take lawyers. They, they don't take priorities. Like, yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought one of the most d- deadly things was uh, the inability to prioritize, even just just that basic level of organization, right? Uh, like everyone has to be every, this this anti hierarchical reasoning, right? Means that there um, everyone has an equal seat, which means that their interests all have equal precedence. Okay, great. Now you can't get anything done in any particular order because at any table that's that inclusive, you're going to have conflicting ideas. Somebody's gain is somebody else's loss. Yeah. And so it just becomes a big fucking pageant as to who's the saddest and most needy or whatever. And that's and indirectly saying, no, stupid. actually my complaint should be at the top. That should be the thing that's addressed first. So you are saying that there is a hierarchy of needs and priorities that need to be addressed in a particular order to be to be recognized as some kind of vic- meaningful victory here. Yeah. And, and, so it's, and, and, it's contradictory. It's just, just, you know what? Just fuck the left. I, it just like, it, there's, they're not doing anything to help. Asian people's interests. I'm sorry. I can't think of a goddamn thing that they're doing right now in, in any meaningful term that's helping Asian people in any way. 
Oh, okay. they're, they're, they're doing a just great job, it. you know, pointing out, you know, but the Uyghurs actually, they're doing a great job at that. Yeah, right. But but here's the thing. They will, the left, and 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 that's a broad term, but they will absolutely shit on Asian people the second we go after our own interests. So mm-hmm. if we if we say, hey, look, you know what? I don't think we should be racially discriminated in schools. And so we're going to throw millions of dollars behind suing Harvard. And likely winning, that's demonized. Or if we, if we like, basically, you know, they don't say this about San Francisco anymore, but San Francisco is basically like, like the heart. It's like the, it's like the sort of headquarters of like Chinese America, right? Like that mm-hmm. is the enclave of enclaves. San Francisco is a very Chinese city, but they don't really talk about it that way. But the Chinese are mobilized. They put their, considerable political and financial resources together and they're just like we're going to throw these motherfuckers out of office like if the da doesn't want to like protect us then we're going to throw the da out and that's what they did and the left went apeshit and started saying that chinese people are basically uh useful idiots of the right wing and you know whatever and i'm like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what the left thinks of us. It doesn't matter what anyone thinks of us. What matters is that Chesa Bodine got his ass thrown out. That's what matters. Results. Actual fucking results. It doesn't matter that, uh, you know, that we show solidarity and say, like, you know what? Maybe we should be discriminated against because we take too many seats at heart. It doesn't matter. What matters is that the court's probably going to be 6-3 against fucking affirmative action because these motherfuckers took it too far. And now they're going to get they're going to get shit pulled out from under them by the right-wingers who took over the court because the Democrats were too stupid to know how to maintain their margin on the court. So we went from likely 6-3 liberal court to 6-3 conservative court because the Democrats are fucking dumbasses and guess what? Asian people took advantage of that. And now we're going to get a court ruling in our favor. And it's going to be harder to discriminate against Asian kids in the future when it comes to university admissions. And that's that. That's what fucking happened. That's a victory. It's a victory. I don't give a shit whether the left approves of that or not. And uh, I just don't care. I, I, you know, I just don't give a shit about the political discourse because I realized it's just a bunch of babies screaming at each other and none of them are serious about doing anything. So you got, what happened? You got, I have, I mean, I haven't I been on Twitter or anything. Two weeks out of fucking law firm and look at me. <laughs> You're going all Gordon Gecko on their asses. Listen here, kid. Yeah. Greed is right. good. Yeah. No, no, seriously. It is. I, you know, I've, I've just, it's like I've woken up from a slumber and just like, you know what? I've had it with this shit. I've had it with the pretension of the left. I'm not a right winger. I don't give the right. Fuck the right wing. I, they're, they're just, the thing about the right wing is they're embarrassing. I mean, it's embarrassing to be associated or even mentioned. I, in the I see them as them. dupes too. I, yeah, I see, I, I actually, there, there's a significant margin of people that are basically just useful as, as useful idiots for the yeah. other side. Um, they're like, the distraction. God bless Kenny Shu for writing that book. Thank you for you know whatever. But goddamn, dude, don't turn into like Phil- Dinesh D'Souza or whatever. I don't think you have to because it's it's thinking that there is a coherent political ideology at play, 
right? Like, I don't know. I haven't, I just kind of, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't delete my account or anything, but I just don't have any interest in like surfing Twitter or anything anymore. Yeah. Um, for me, it was just kind of like, okay, there, like 2020, 2021, all these like social issues. Like, right. I was driving myself nuts thinking about all this, worrying about all this. And then it's like, like I have zero ability to control any of this shit and pretending that shooting off like 280 characters in support of this or that, or opposing this or that means anything more significant than a fart in a server room right is just deluding myself i'm just spinning my wheels the only thing i can control is myself my time where i spend my energy where what i do so it's just kind of it has become very insular in my head there is a very limited number of things and people that i give a shit about i will and i am rededicating myself to that because i i have no ability to control the wider world around me i don't know what the point is in giving a shit about all of this equally except to just tire millions of people out yeah like i don't I, even watch tv i don't even watch like tv very much anymore like like i don't i don't see the like why <laughs> you know is, it's just like it just things the world feels different when you're work like just when you're back like part of this is me emerging out of the like covid slumber and i'm like going back to the office and i'm like working my ass off again and you know i sometimes i just had too much time on my hands to fucking like to fucking humor some of these people and then i just start i just take a step back and i'm like the shit that some of these fucking white leftists say is so out of pocket ridiculous like adam there's this guy adam johnson who is like half of the um uh what is it called the uh citations needed podcast which Mm -hmm. i I enjoy it, but their 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 heads are so far up their own asses because I saw this guy tweeting about how the you know New York City wants to like sort of crack down a bit on fare beating, like people who just jump the turnstile and don't pay to get in the subway, and it's leading to a lot of losses. I mean, the MTA is in a really bad financial shape, you know, and this guy starts going off about how fares are a tool of oppression. To mm-hmm. keep poor people down. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You're a socialist, right? You realize that this fair, first of all, like New York City is one of the most affordable subways in the world because we don't charge by distance. And second is there's all sorts of fair assistance programs in New York City. And third, above all, this is what really pisses me off. He thinks that poor people don't want to pay the fare or like poor people, you know, if we if it weren't for the cops beating down on poor people every day that we like poor people just jump the turnstiles i'm like i live in a poor neighborhood okay like the medium household income around here is like below $50,000 and the that's for a household and it's almost all immigrant either uh mostly hispanic and then a large minority of asian and nobody here likes what's going on in our fucking subway station. We don't like the fact that you have drug addicts just openly just smoking shit. I don't know what it is, what the fuck they're smoking, but they're smoking it right in plain view of kids. And I don't like it. None of us do. No, poor people, they think it's part of poor culture to just have like homeless people doing drugs. No, 
No. Yeah, it's a sneering condescension that there is a inevitability to their social. They can't help themselves. The poor. Yeah, dears. that's what they do. It's a. It's the poor. Air. We need open air drug markets and yeah. <laughs> we need we need squalor and homelessness and tents. Yeah, that's the thing we're going to dedicate. We, our we like antisocial behavior, like not paying the fare when you get in the subway. Yeah, Name me disgusting. one fucking um, subway system in the world that runs on fares where they don't care whether you pay or not. They're all enforced. And I thought socialists were down for public transportation. I didn't know that a, a proper socialist also wanted transportation, but not to pay for it. Like, I mean, there was a there was another dog pile that I I happened to see, you know, several weeks ago. I think um, before I think it was one of the things that just like you know what I have to close this app and just never turn it on again. Like I have to disconnect. This is this this is disgusting. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it was just a a mom who was just who seemed to just be tweeting idly saying, um, well, I think she lived in New uh, no Philadelphia, but she I guess sat across from someone who then proceeded to shoot up in front of her and her baby. And so she just tweeted like, well, it would be nice if, you know, that shit didn't happen on the subway, you know, in front oh, of God. me and my, she probably my, got baby, rolled my baby. On oh, she got, oh man, it was it, like the, the quote tweets were like in the thousands or something. It's yeah. all left it saying like, well, this is ableist and pro cop actually. Um, you need to tolerate this. They, 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 you know, addiction can't be shamed. Like what kind of anti-social freak up. are you? Who, who, what civilized society would tolerate open drug use on public transit? Name me one. Because these people think, I, they, they're so arrogant because they think that they have the structural answers. And so basically like the individual, poor people basically have no agency. Pe- people of color have no agency. It's all, it's, the game has been totally rigged. And there's nothing that a poor person or a non-white person can do to escape the trap that is white supremacy. Everything's been rigged. Nothing that we do matters. The only thing, the only hope is for some really smart grad student white guy who lives in Brooklyn with a podcast to figure it out for us, (laughs) you know? And it's like, dude, you're nobody. You're fucking nobody. Just because you're an educated white guy with a podcast who lives in Brooklyn doesn't mean you have shit to offer. You have no money. You have no power. You have no influence. You have some friends that download your podcast. All right. So it's the it's the it's the directionality. You're nobody. You know, shut the fuck up. And then the the accusation is okay if you're actually in support of this opinion, this wild opinion that open drug use should not be tolerated on public transport. Then of course, of course, the only political position you hold is that they should all be thrown into jail. Are you? What kind of a leftist are you if you don't have the if you don't have the balls to articulate what the actual vision is? That person shouldn't be shooting up drugs in front of you because they wouldn't be addicted to drugs. They wouldn't. There wouldn't be tense. They're not ten cities because you threw them all into jail. There aren't ten cities because there isn't rampant poverty in society. There isn't an out of control cost of living crisis. Why? Why is that part so difficult? These people but at some point, like these people are unserious. They seem young. A lot of them talk, like openly list like their own like personal pathologies in their bios and expect the expect special treatment. So at some point, it's just more like okay, this is this is a self contained bubble of people. I need to disconnect from this. This is not real. This this doesn't really have the ability to impact me. Why do I need to care? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean, you know, they they a lot of these people come into a neighborhood like the one I live in, and you know, because it's not there's no white people here, uh, and it's a relatively poor area, they immediately just see dysfunction. They just see it as broken and you know whatever. And I'm like, no, you just you're just not comfortable here. You know what's interesting? It this just was wasn't like, for you. It's not for you. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? Bending like, over to be accessible to you. We had read, you and I had discussed an article in the cut about basically just really fucking high, strong white women who couldn't make it work in New York City. Raising a family here is too expensive. She was making $300,000 a year, which, by the way, is not enough. I totally agree with her. It's not enough to raise a family the way she wants to raise a family in New York City. And, um, you know, it's funny today because, like, my wife and I went to um, Greenpoint which is sort of like the northern extension now of Williamsburg, which is like hipster central, which was hipster central. Now is just sort of like rich white area, uh, you know, with $2 million condos. And that's spreading north because there's a G train. The G train goes north. And so it's kind of along this this sort of like access, this access, this sort of like corridor that goes up, you know, to the north northern tip of Brooklyn and it's being settled by you know rich white people, and you're seeing like the brownstonification of northern of Greenpoint now. And as I'm walking around, I'm like, this place sucks. First of all, right? <laughs> like I don't like this place at all. Like the uh-huh. restaurants are just mediocre, and the shops, you know, they're just it's just not that good. I don't I don't know what to say. I just it's like just more. It's like Williamsburg, but not. Even as good as Williamsburg, I think uh, yeah. There's and, this uh, there's this guy I follow, Huni Kim, a, a Korean chef. I have his cookbook; it's pretty good. I follow him on Instagram, and it turns uh, he opened this gourmet like uh, shop. I think in Williamsburg. Uh, I don't know how close that was to where you were. Um, very close. Okay, well, um, I find it hilarious. Honestly, he sells. He, I, I, I respect his. I respect his hustle so much because he opened this little boutique Korean uh, food shop. You know, the he he obviously cooks well, sources ingredi- ingredients impeccably. Uh, right, he's a talented chef, right? And he's sell- but he's selling these at, at like ludicrous prices, and apparently oh, yeah, it's doing gangbusters. Sure. It's amazing. It'd be like 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 kimbap, right? Uh, like a snack, right? A casual snack in any, basically any other part of the country. And he sells them in little packs for like $25. Good for him. Well, his rent yeah. is probably insane too. I know. But I just, I just love it. But I, so I'm walking around and I'm just, I'm just sort of like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it felt, it's kind of empty there compared to like what I'm, what I'm, what my neighborhood's like there's not a lot of people not a lot of stores and the stores that are there are just very like little haughty little stores you know what i mean mm-hmm. um just like a lot of little boutiques and you walk in and it's like a lot of i mean literally like they're selling like green point caps and this is brooklyn t-shirts and you know whatever and just like Jesus there's Christ. kind of a sameness i've seen the, the there's so a the kind of millennial um millennial hipster uh, branding that permeates like they're not that yeah. actually different from what you would see in LA or San Francisco. It's just kind of a, it's not even regional. It's just kind of a class code, a demographic code that, that just uh, that's just, that just pops up in these very dense, uh, high, very expensive uh, metropolitan cities in the U S. 
Yeah, and Greenpoint is a very expensive neighborhood. But the, so we're walking around, and it kind of dawns on me. I'm like, if we, because like we we're walking in this new development at the northern tip with these like rather beautiful new buildings, these really very large but well built uh, residential buildings. And I'm like, we we're talking about it. I'm like, okay, if we moved to one of these apartments, how the fuck would I even get to work? Because there's no train here. This is a G train. It doesn't go to Manhattan. There's no there's no ferry here, and even if I took a ferry, it'd end up at 34th Street. I gotta get the fifty third and gotta get the fifty third Street, where I live. I'm two blocks from the train. I just I I literally like it's less than thirty minutes door to door from my apartment to Midtown Manhattan. My office, my specific my from my apartment to my office, less than thirty minutes. I walk outside. I pop down, take the M train, sit on the M train for about ten minutes, and I'm there. Right. But here's the thing. My neighborhood's like way cheaper than Greenpoint, even though the access to Manhattan's way easier and much more in terms of like retail food restaurants or whatever. But here's the problem is that it's all for fucking immigrant Hispanics and Asians. And so it kind of I kind of thought of it like, you know, this is actually a case where being white kind of works against you because you can't live here. <laughs> mm-hmm. They can't come here because for like, it's just too fucking Hispanic and too Asian. They're not going to, there's nothing here for them. There's no Starbucks. There's no, you know, whatever, but it's also not like one of these empty industrial neighborhoods that they love to take over where they can just open up their own things. They, they can't open up their own things. There's not enough white people to get a, to get one of their hipster stores off the ground. So they can't they can't germinate a little hipster community here like they can in a place like Bushwick or Greenpoint. But this is primo fucking real estate. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It just suddenly dawned on me. I'm like, the, you know, being being like, I don't know how we got to the I, I know there's a, there was a connection here somehow. But basically, like to, to what we were talking about earlier, but yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like I think I think the whole notion that poor immigrants are just constantly being trampled over and we're just like pure like victims and stuff wrong. It's just wrong. I think there's there's just there's something in the leftist view of the world where like immigrant communities are just pure pure-hearted but sort of like vulnerable and just constantly being taken over by rich white people. <laughs> yeah. It just isn't the, that's just not and how trapped. it works. Yes. Right? That's the difference between a ghetto and an enclave, right? A ghetto is, is a, is an undesirable piece of uh, territory that you are kind of corralled in because nobody, you know, people more powerful than you decided, you know, the likes of you have to live there. Yeah. Um, right. An enclave is by choice, right. People who have, so in that sense, you know, like we talk about the ethnic enclaves, but you know, in other terms like uh, Beverly Hills, Bel Air, those are enclaves too, right? Wealthy people um, congregate, congregating in that area by choice and because they want to. There doesn't seem to be much imagination that people can want to live in these places. It's more that they're too oppressed to be able to leave. Like that's a that's a piece of the piece of the the uh, the, the 
like the overall like ideological space that's completely missing. Like it's, I see it pop up in gentrification debates, right? Where a lot of people will just kind of blithely drive through a place that maybe used to be run down and see and see development, and be like, oh fuck, gentrification. Like the assumption is that it got nicer because you know, say white people, like white people are o- the only vectors of improving a neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and a lot of times people roll that back and like, actually, no, it's like second or third generation people who grew up in that area are now revamping it, like revitalizing yeah. it in their, you know, using their own capital, using their own networks and for their own ends. But some random, I don't know, TikTok or whatever drives through, sees a couple of nice shops going up. They're like, up, oh, fucking white people are at it again. We need to we need to call out our privilege here and it's understand so that we're gentrifying and yeah. colonizing these people. Like, uh, you can just shut the fuck up. Like, when it happens, it happens, right? It, this stuff definitely does, ha- not to say that it doesn't exist, right? This kind of this kind of effect does happen. It's just that there's never an understanding that these places are actually places that people feel emotionally and culturally like and spiritually connected to and want to be part of. Like the idea is that you you now have the ability to leave. So, what the fuck are you still doing there? You're the outlier here. They have yeah, no way to explain and, what you're doing. And and also that that these are definitely oh actually they can they can they can now say no actually you're the one doing the colonizing. You're the gentrifier. And there's also an assumption that these are like by definition like you know like lesser or you know um, like less convenient less desirable less whatever i'm like no it's less desirable to white people because they don't have the things that they need here right but Mm -hmm. if you if you look at if you look at it from uh like just other like other other factors like accessibility to uh public transport uh you know that kind of thing a lot of times these neighborhoods at least in new york city are some of the most desirable areas like Manhattan Chinatown, right? Mm-hmm. It's like one of them, like every fucking subway goes through, goes through canal street at some point. Mm-hmm. And canal streets like right down there in like right between Soho and, you know, like all of the sort of like federal court buildings for the second for, for Southern district. And it's all, it's by the water. And it's just, it's a great fucking area. It's what, like one of the most desirable areas in Manhattan. And, you know, what, what am I trying to say is there's just an immediate patholo- like patholo- like pathol, what is Pathologizing? it? Pathologizing. Pathologizing of any neighborhood that hasn't sort of been taken over by whites. Mm-hmm. And these neighborhoods are under attack. These neighborhoods are marginalized. No, it's not. This is the fucking like perfect fucking location in Manhattan. You're just upset because it's not really accessible to outsiders. Mm. That's what I think is behind a lot of this. I think a lot of the like the sort of like social justice narratives uh, are are actually meant if internalized too deeply. <laughs> You know, they're really meant for marginalized people to just sort of give up and be like, I got to, fo- I just got to be a follower. I got, cause I, I can't, I don't have any, I have no hope of achieving any power, security, and anything like that. I'm a sad, marginal POC, whatever. I'm by definition 
a victim. And so I should just give up. And I think a lot of it is meant to get people to give up. Because what easier way to win a battle against someone than to force them to get up? And I'm not saying that leftists are secretly trying to destroy you. I'm just saying that the left in America, it has its messaging very... It's, it is not a real left. It's not a real left in the sense, in the way that left is used on a, at a, in, a, in a global sense. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but it, it, the rest of I, like, Europe doesn't recognize what is going on here as left. It's not, it's not close to actual leftism, like as it's practiced as a political econo- and economic and social superstructure. It's not. Like, I think their, the left was probably of- born in France and the French are like, dude, we don't want the local low wokeisma or whatever they called it they're like get that shit out of here that's not but we they'll don't know what set that is. the street on fire if uh if you know they're like well this, how about how about we, we roll back the hour-long lunches like oh nope there goes your there goes the there there goes your uh, congressional hall or whatever the f- <laughs> they're out burning shit again yeah. yeah um that that to me is seems like leftism in its truer form this one is just i i don't know let's start a podcast and hang hang a, hang a shingle on patreon yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I get. I guess that's my frustration with the 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 term "white adjacent," right? How racist is that? Honestly, I, it always rustles my jimmies when when people say that, right? Like, oh, you got to where you. It, it's applied to anyone who actually gains a modicum of power or or stability or safety. Yeah, you 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 just became the the teacher's pet of the white master. Yeah, that's the only vector by which you were able to achieve this, and therefore, by virtue of that, you know, not that your your proximity to that holy orb of of power and influence is what brought you brought you what you enjoyed, not your own, not anything, not anything you brought to the table. Like, yeah, what does be- that because apply? they don't they, because they're fundamentally and this goes back you know I think the model minority theory while there is some truth to it has been very damaging in a way to mm-hmm. at least to the mindset of a lot of Asian Americans because I think the problem with the model minority quote myth I don't know what the myth means I don't know why it's a myth but the model I minority thing I don't even I read the book and I don't know why it's called a myth yeah, like what is the myth? Is it is it that we're not actually that model? Okay, if that's the myth, sure. I mean, but- as close as I can figure, the way that the way they argued it is that it's a myth because there are in fact uh, Asians who are stupid as shit and can't do math, and <laughs> that there are poor Asians. That there are poor Asians, right? Okay. Uh, and that doesn't actually, Fair enough. but it doesn't, but doesn't negate of a that's not a negation of a thing. I've had a lot of people. I I just sort of think a lot of people who reflexively hate the idea of the model minority myth. Like you might have actually benefited from from it. Um, as in, like you could do with the little social uh, social uh, bias to incline people to think that you're smarter than you actually are. Like you should just shut your mouth. Yeah. Here's the thing: it's I just don't care anymore. I don't care if we're the model minority. I just don't give a shit. I think about this guy who was shot in the fucking spine. I don't think he cares either. I When it comes down to it, like, because now we're seeing the chips fall and the situation for Asians is not good. The situation for Chinese Americans specifically is fraught. And I don't think that there's much of a distinction between Chinese Americans and other Asians. And, uh, Here's the thing is like 
all of this pedantic shit about you know we need to do you know that you always say the thing that actually isn't you we know isn't going to happen so when we're like we got to do that work i'm like you know that there's no work to be done let's <laughs> mm-hmm. not work um when it comes down to it okay no fucking asian american studies professor or african american studies or any of these people are going to come help you okay when when the shit is going down what comes what helps you is the resources that you can muster okay it's it it is the ability for you to have your employees vouch for you your employer vouch for you your community vouch for you for you to have enough money to get a fucking lawyer for you to have enough money or whatever this is what i'm talking about like it takes resources it like theories and woke knowledge or what it doesn't fucking help when shit hits the fan you see what i'm saying what makes it impossible to like to put all the asians in camps is there's 20 million of us and we all live near each other so what are you gonna do are you gonna send in the national guard and rip us out of fucking the san gabriel valley and what are you gonna do put us into cattle carts i mean go ahead and fucking do it if you if you want to do it but try but the the thing that's preventing that from happening is not solidarity it is not uh you know it's not uh awareness it's it's not that it is the fact that there's so many of us that we're all in one place and we all have money and access to legal protections and financial protections oh it's it's even deeper than that like at a practical level who the fuck is going to be pulling the database of all 20 million of us yeah who's going to be who's going to be doing the logistics how how, how are you going to transport how are you going to do all this and you think not one it like obviously if you're doing this you're not going to want asians involved okay now you have nobody to do this for you okay now all 20 million somehow you managed to do this and you put us in camps i'm going I, I won't even unpack, honestly. I don't think we even need yeah. to unpack. We're walking out in three days. And I'm sorry, but like the I don't it's not the reason that we have that level of protection is because it, in part because we were so goddamn adamant that our children get a great top flight education. That's mm-hmm. very protective. Right? We we wanted you know, are people integrated into the mainstream system, right? We wanted act. We wanted higher wages. We wanted doctors in our own communities. We wanted to know, we wanted to have professional service with, with services within our own communities. We wanted to be literate in the ways that this country worked and the financial system worked in the legal system, the medical system, the government, everything. We Critical. learned it all. And that all that stuff was came from grade grubbing and it came from fucking you know just just doing everything that we were taught that fuck these people were saying we shouldn't be doing because it meant being white adjacent well fuck that i don't give a shit if it's white adjacent or not all i know is that at the end of the day the protection came from that slow hard work of building up money knowledge and a modicum of power. 
it's I'd say so. I mean, hard work. if it's not not actual like like electoral power or military power or anything, if they try to remove us from society, their society now falls apart. We are holding a significant amount of institutional knowledge basically hostage in exchange for some level of protect, some level of safety, some level of don't fuck with me. I have I have leverage here. It's leverage. It's leverage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what do you? I mean, it's it 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 just isn't. It's just not the. It's just not the fucking papers that these professors are writing. It's just not what it is. You know, it's not. It's not. It's not weepy op eds. Yeah. Either. It's just not what it is. I mean, it's really I not. I mean, it's it's deeply it's it's methodical, it's unsexy, it's you know unglamorous, but also in a in a way like it has been meaningful, right? Like I, this is just a, this is just really a digression. It's not really meaningful to anything. I'm just really sick of, of people shitting on uh, on on STEM as a boring, uh, unproductive kind of kind of middle of the road safe choice for a person to go in so i I hear this a lot from other asians right like oh do you wish you had gone into like a more creative field like bitch i pulled out i pulled out shit from my head out of nothing i i if this is not creative what the fuck is creation here yeah like i'm like and i think it's it's part of that like reject that a little bit too um uh, reactionary resistance to the idea of the model minority or the the STEM Asian, but it's 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 it feels like disrespect. Not I mean not not to me personally, but to the to like our parents, our grandparents. You know, if it's my parents' generation that came here, but you know there are people who have had you know deeper histories in the country. It's their effort that brought us here, right? And to just to shit on oh Asian grade grubbing or you know being prosaic and wanting you know their children to go into the white collar trades just shitting uncritically on that i uh, i don't like it i think it's yeah, and pl- look, i think it's I, these detrimental. are all things, i think it's harmful actually these are all things that i don't see other groups giving up and and mm-hmm. we shouldn't be giving it up like we like we are being encouraged i think by a lot of this bullshit to surrender the things that we've built up because in the culture of the left there is shame in having any of these things. There's shame in having money. There's shame in having power. There's shame in having any of that status of, of any sort. Because it's a, it's like a bizarro world where the less of that stuff you have, the better. Uh, in terms of... It's a really gross martyr m- martyrship or something. The more yeah, it's, oppressed, it's, the more miserable, the more, the more yeah, degraded the more, the your more life is. The more authentic I am, uh-huh. right? Because everyone, you know, it's a culture driven by coddled white guys who are trying to run away from their coddled upbringing so that they can have a measure of like authentic credibility instead of just being another white guy right that's what it's all about and so that whole culture is just poisoned from the core and there's really there's really nothing in it that i think uh unless you're an asian person that suffers from the same problem you know and i think there are a lot of us that are trying to legitimize or make ourselves more interesting and legitimate by disclaiming the fact that we came from like a middle-class Asian family and our parents gave us a lot of, of advantages growing up or whatever. We, we want to pretend like, um, Oh no, we, we had it really hard because you know, uh, you know, you never, you really don't understand the struggle of a P- 
fuck off. I just, you know, it's like, if that's really what you're up to, like, okay, fine. Just, you're not a serious person. You know, you know, um, I think my, my break from that, that, uh, that faction happened um, around the time of the Atlanta spa shooting. It started before then, you know, mm. just got little hints yeah. like, uh, this, this isn't making sense. You know, what I saw is the response to that, you know, was people shitting all over. Okay, so now we've seen an, an example of actual viol- deadly violence um, enacted against Asian people. And what I saw was a strong, strong condemnation of um, Asians now buying guns after that. I feel like I feel like leftists go really hard at being the drone that this is this is a genocidal colonial settler state. It has committed genocide. It enacts violence every day on the most vulnerable people. It is you know it capitalism means that you, they will crush your bones and 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 drink the blood of your children without remorse if it earns them an, an extra penny. Your life is not worth shit to them. Okay, now now the violence has gotten deadly. Okay, so should you defend yourself? No, I don't believe in I don't believe in guns. I think that's wrong. Do you believe your own? Do you believe the your own words? You're you're the they they're the ones that go hardest on saying that this is a dangerous place, a violent place, of the place that will will absolutely mobilize to prevent you personally from being able to gain a foot uh, gain a foothold in this country. And they're saying that defending yourself is wrong in a very like fundamental way. Yeah, well, they, they were actually Asian. saying they were actually. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm repeating myself. It's just that it was just that hard for me to understand. Why are you then saying people defending themselves and trying to protect the safety of their families and their communities? Why is that wrong? You guys are the ones saying the loudest how dangerous it is here. Yeah, How I mean, then do you right. turn I mean, to fix your sense. mouth to flip it around and now say that the people who want to stay safe from that are now actually the the aggressors? And you ask because, them personally, like, oh, I don't believe in guns. Well, you don't need to believe in a gun for it to come kill you, apparently. Well, I think that the reason they do that is, again, I think that deeply embedded into the culture of the left is a, is the is is the idea is the equation of powerlessness with virtue. That, you know, to be a proper leftist, you have to have no power and no money, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, I, it seems like if you listen, the point if you where they hide it, it, I think a lot of people are hiding it. There, I think there's a lot of like wealthy guys that have plenty of family means and stuff that are pretending like they're poor because it lends them credibility in, in uh, not only among their peers, but for themselves, like they, they wish that they had no money, you know, in a weird way. Obviously, they would never give it up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think a lot of this, you know, is, is it, it just, it just violates their principles, their, their sense of self for this to go anywhere, for this to actually lead to anyone doing anything about any of this shit. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just, they're just so, they're just so in like stuck in this loop of just of just like no results you know like just nothing ever happens and they just they just getting high off of the outrage that nothing happens like yeah. the left is all about outrage over nothing hap- nothing happening and so if anything ever happened 
Like, if anything, everyone ever addressed anything and solved the problem, they would have no reason to exist. And I would say that part of the part of the appeal of the left, and I thought part of the draw, is it's sort of like main mainlining of frustration, like turning frustration into a legitimate state of just being. You know, I think like, so. like just like, kicking I, off on frustration. I feel uh, like. The new there is a particular news cycle that happens, right? Um, and it's really just churning disaster porn. Um, so it's so the the like like just the thing that I I said er, earlier, like why are you against people defending themselves? Ultimately, what they need to keep that hit going are more victims, are more perfect. Like ultimately, you need to be the perfect. They're trying to create like perfect bodies to feed that that machine like I, it just got kind of rep- isn't it kind of repetitive like an atrocity happens something bad happens and it's the same people saying the exact same things over and over again uh the minute something actually like but people who actually have a solution they're swatted down so the entire point was to just get that little hit of misery yeah i mean they're just, they just they just want they just yeah i mean well, you know what? We're at an hour twenty. Should we flip over to the bonus at this point, or do you think we've already flipped over into the bonus? Think, do you want to keep going? I'm actually, for a bit, or? I don't know. I don't good? know what our point is. We've just been kind of shitting on Twitter, which we want. Well, let's said close we... this out then. I think this might be a good full episode. You know, like, yeah, just try to close I mean, it out. I think it's and, uh, it's it's kind of a, a break from. I don't really know if there was a point to, or thesis. I, I think there is here. a point. I think there is a point. I think the point is for me anyway mm-hmm. that look. I don't think that the social justice narrative is of particular help to the the plight that uh, Asian Americans are facing right now, and it is a plight. Uh-huh. The that I don't think that trying to merge our issues into the social justice narrative that is at its very core, I think, comes out of. Uh, the history of slavery and segregation, which is not our story, right? And I think we we got to stop trying to understand ourselves and our situation through a disc, a like a whole narrative, a whole story that is centered around the plight of black people in America. And I think that we're trying. We we keep trying to do that, and I think that's a result. I I think of like the Asian American Studies complex, and it has all sorts of like politics involved with how and what they're allowed to do. And I just don't. I just don't care about any of that stuff anymore. I just it's useless. It's totally irrelevant to most Asian people. Let's just face it. Nobody cares. Uh, I think that we need to just be more upfront and just just like just much more interest driven rather than virtue driven like i don't care if asian people are considered good or better than white people or better than black people or as good or whatever all i know is that asian people have interests just like everyone else and the problem i have with social justice narratives is that the the non-white people we're supposed to be better than white people do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like we're supposed to have mm-hmm. like better values and but be- no, I don't care. I don't I don't see there being any any 
uh, consistent way to say that Asian people are better than any other people, white or black or whatever. No, we're the same. We all have the same interests, right? The only question to me, I guess what I'm saying now is, this is really a history about, are we allowed to hold on to the things that we build? Are we allowed to hold on to property? Are we allowed to to like build and own you know a community around land that we own, and 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 have the expectation that one either that won't be taken away from us, or two, if someone does try to take away from us, we get to fight, or we will fight to preserve that. It's a very I don't know. It's just a I just don't care about stuff like are we good allies? I just don't care. We don't have any good allies ourselves. You know, like who's a good well, ally to the, the Asians? What's the? I, I don't. I mean, the sentiment of course, it's easy to agree with, right? The, the, I mean, I I can't find anything to object to, right? Um, it's just how how I practice that is. I'm I'm less clear on that. What that actually means, and well, it's these are very unclear things. It's not really clear. Am I expected to give something up? Who am I supposed to give it to? Um, uh, you mean on I the solidarity side and the social yeah. justice side? Yeah, like, like it's how do you all put very it into practice? It's it all yeah. it's all platitudes. I've never seen anything that's very concrete. Well, that's why on the left they're always accusing each other of like, well, you're you weren't there doing that work. And what does that work mean? It means like I showed up to this rally or I showed made up to the symposium. Or it, like, yeah, it, it's all meaningless bullshit. It it didn't do any. It's not real work. It um, just meant think... that you wasted your time. That's all. In terms of values, I mean, this is where it kind of conflicts because I I spent a couple of episodes just completely shitting on the the PMC, right? The professional managerial class, which is kind of, and I'm kind of flipping around to say, well, actually, you know, the gains we have got from being members of that class have been, have been beneficial and had a protective effect, all of which are very true. I think to the extent that, you know, it's, 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 it's not about being better. It is about being different. I think I think as a virtue of of not being white, maybe maybe as a virtue of being being female, it's easier to see the holes, the the pitfalls in the pre existing standard. I uh, think what's, it, the pre, what's the pre existing standard? Um, I mean the 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 path carved by aspirational white PMCs. Oh, okay. The classic, you know, the the people populating the the archetypal American dream, basically. Sure. Right. So and this is this is this is where you know like rah rah assimilation you know ends for me. It's being able to, and it's because I'm so assimilated that I can actually see this right. People people say that oh you're not assimilated. This is why you can see the errors. I actually take a different. I I have been there. I am there. I mm-hmm. know exactly what that is, and I'm here to just say I don't like that. I don't think that works. I don't think that works for me. I don't think that's sustainable for society. I don't want to live in the world that 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 uh, position builds. Right. So it, it, in that sense, you know, it's not just about blindly just chasing like they did it. Why? Why do we? Why can't we? Right. That that has to that has to be a line that everyone has to decide for themselves. There has to be a line you, you do not cross informed by everything you have seen in the world around you. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I don't know if that means necessarily better. It does mean it. It does mean you should be clear-headed enough and not cowed by you know feeling inadequate or anxious around these people whose permission and favor you want to seek to not be able to see the blind spots they're walking straight into. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't like I don't like the the the, the professional managerial. Class. I just don't. This is. 
<laughs> I don't like its values. I don't like its effect on society. I don't think it's sustainable. I think um, that, you I mean, the, like the anxieties around parenthood are kind of around that, right? Like, will your children be able to live the life that you live? And it seems increasing the answer is going to be no. It's just not going to happen this way. Okay, yeah. now, like, then, then the conversation is now, well, then, what then? Then at that point, we're just talking about raw power. Back to what you're talking about. It's America. Look, I mean, here's the thing is like there there probably is a different set of values and th- ideas that you could live by in a different society, but this is America. And I do think that at some level we just got to take it for what it is. Like you know, like America's a fucking jungle. It's a free for all. And everyone it's factions. It's like just warring fucking factions over here. And you know this. I mean, we know this. It's it, it. There's so many levels at which people are just fighting each other here and pushing ourselves, pushing each other out of the way. And you know, this we're like one of the most deeply anti-socialist countries on earth. In fact, I think we are the we are the we are the or source of anti-socialist beliefs in the world. That's America. We live here, mm-hmm. and. Maybe we should fight against that at some level, but also you also have to just like get your affairs in order here too in America. You can't just. I mean, this is a part of me which it's like I people think too big. Honestly, like when you're talking about anti being anti socialist, anti communist, um, there's a model where it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be to work. In fact, I'm actually not convinced that true, you know, socialism or communism would even is even optimal for the united states i don't even know what it means i don't know what it means and i i don't know how that would actually work because again you know there's so many people with so many divergent interests here right but people people think too big like i'm fine thinking of myself my family my community the immediate area that i live in that is my that is the extent of my zone of influence and it and it diminishes rapidly the further out um from myself i get right same for you same for most people right um we've seen the power of thinking small and local right concentrating your 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 effort to one issue one one area at a time I, and then throwing your weight behind that yes though i think of it less in terms of geographic spread and more in terms of like certain axes of identity like i do care about other asian people in america because i'm asian yeah things like sure. that sure zones yeah. of influence right thinking yeah. about well communism dimensions, in america that's like too that, big yeah. that is too big and i and i think a lot of people end up you know trying to con- you know stare directly into the sun and then they're like well i there's nothing i've fucked that is you know but, but they saying, don't go, so, so they want they want communism in in the us but they don't want to like they don't want to like create a social network directly around them yeah, I'm just saying, like, look, if you are a socialist, I'm not a socialist. I'm not, I, I am not anti, here's what I am. I am not anti-communist and I'm not anti-socialist, but I am an American. And what that means is, like, I don't have any delusions to think that we are anywhere close to being a socialist society any more than I think that we're a soccer nation. Okay, the rest of the world is much better at this than we are. So if you are a true committed socialist, you should probably consider leaving the United States. Honestly, I'm not saying get out, love it or leave it. I'm just saying, like, you're not going to be happy here. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is not, we're not we're so actually, far. We're, we're so, so far from that. Po- it we're, is. We are not, not, not only are we not socialist, we're actively anti-socialist. That's what we are. That's why I mm-hmm. feel like I'm an extremist in the United States, simply because I'm not anti-socialist. Yeah. Right? I'm not, I'm not committed ideologically against it, but I'm, I also don't have no, why the fuck would I join the American communist party or whatever? Or the, like there, no, there's no, there's no, that's not a thing here. Okay, and so I guess what I'm saying is like part of being an American, I think you do have to like kind of have to if you're not totally drinking the Kool-Aid here, I mean, because I fucking hate that it tastes like shit. I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid here. But think about America is like you do have to keep sort of like you have to be able to keep competing thoughts in your head. And like you can have thoughts like abstract ideals, notions, preferences interests beliefs even personal identity but there has to be another side of you that's an operator that doesn't necessarily that when you're carving out a role in a place for yourself here in america that you just have to like accept what the game is and you just got to play it and not fight it and um i mean if you're willing to fight it and that's your game fine well i mean everyone has choices they can make right Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think just having principles, I, I, I do see a lot of amoral people who justify, you know, complete depravity on some, some, some notion of identity, right? Like it does, it's not a free for, it's not, it's not a, it's not a blank check to say, you know, uh, go wild, right? I don't know what I'm saying, actually. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, this. I we're. I think. I just think that I'm having a major change. Uh, like, this is different than what I've said. I think in the past, and God, pretty different. Like, goddamn, this the two weeks at a law firm. Holy shit! What the fuck? Yeah, are you, you doing? see, what the fuck is yeah. going on in your orientation? <laughs> they just feel yeah, like Wolf of Wall Street, and they make. No, there's yell. always been this side of me. I think it awoke. I mean, because I know, like, there, th- that really was the end of like this five year fucking you know, like little break that I took from striving and uh, I'm back in the game. And yeah, I mean, part of it is just sort of like realizing like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, what really like you can hate people with power and influence and money. But that doesn't absolve you from the responsibility you have, the responsibility that we all have to get a measure of that for ourselves. What I mean by that is if you want a fairer society, you're going to have to go out every day and do the hard work of accumulating resources and power and money to whatever extent you can because it becomes a fairer society (laughs) if we all just realize like that's what we need that's what we need to get for ourselves like it is a fairer society it will be a fairer society when we stop defining ourselves as like i will only ever achieve liberation through absolute capitulation and absolute uh total uh victimization because finally you know what i mean like no like this will be a much better place if we realized that shit we like all of us need to build up build ourselves up and then reinvest that into our community 
I know that sounds so fucking cheesy, but it's does this the, make sense? The only, People need to fight for themselves. This is it, our it's the work. only formula. It's the only time-tested formula. Like yeah, this cross-community cross solidarity has not worked. I'm just seeing it as like a sociological, like just seeing it as a pure like social experiment, right? One tech has not worked at all, except to, except to uh, basically, the only people who got liberated through that are the grifters. Mm-hmm. The yeah. other one is an extremely well-worn, time-tested means for getting ahead. Because I don't know. This, I'm, I'm, this, I'm, I'm getting risk. If country, I'm risk right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's all great. If you aren't out there, if you're not the one that is like making the money, then you are the one that's being made money off of. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're the one. You're the. You're either the predator or the fucking prey. You know, this and the prey the doesn't game. know. It doesn't know that it's being preyed upon. And the mm-hmm. predator does know what it's doing. And I know this is so fucking they, like putting gecko, well, but this, it's just this. It just is I don't what know. it is. I I don't know, teen. That's that's probably going further than than I would personally take it. But I get the general. It's vector. a grift economy, and mm-hmm. everyone is taking advantage of someone else. Okay, I think and there's so- there's the the idea of like like uh, principle here is basically it goes down to it goes just back to individual um, the level of the individual. It is still on you to be a good person about it. Well, that's so a, I don't yeah, know. I mean, that's a given. You See, have to, you, not, not good. I don't fuck good, but you got to obey the rules. You can't be stupid and break rules unless you know how to get away with it. But you're not going to. Mm, okay. I don't know. I take I take some issue with that because I think uh, I think you know it that that really that I while I understand the general gist, it does. Um, I guess it it ennobles or at least rationalizes uh, actual bad behavior. I think there has to be a measure of bad behavior or there has to be a measure of complicity with it to get anywhere in the United States. I'm, I'm very willing to say if you're going to, what I could not stand in the last say decade, since I've been a working professional, the hypocrisy at least has to go again. We're going back to the Oxford condo principle, right? Mm -hmm. That timeless, timeless principle. Um, It's basically at least don't talk out of, try to talk out of both sides of your mouth at the very least. Um, Right. Like you're talking about recording virtue, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like, Pretending that your amorality and rapaciousness and absolute and depravity as a person um, is somehow is somehow comes wrapped in an ennobling layer of of goodness, right? Like don't don't spin it. At least be honest with yourself. Be honest with the the people around you about what it is you're doing and why. It's the hypocrisy that that really rankles um, in a lot of ways. And I yeah, think some, I, and I think it's, and it's a, a culture of enabling that hypocrisy, and just a grift economy where everyone's just using each other to validate their own their own shit, uh, um, their own shit position. Um, that's that's the one that's going to get sh- shaken up soonest. It's happening yeah, now. Look, I'm not advocating amorality. I'm not advocating that people like you know ditch their sense of right and wrongs in the in the name of money. What I'm saying is that. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to how we go out and make money in this world, how we how it goes out, how we go out and build ourselves up, 
is not an exercise in being good. It's an exercise in being effective. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah. And so this this idea that we need to measure ourselves constantly by how good we are is, in my opinion, it is a cultural limiter. It is taught to people in order to hobble them and to keep them from being effective because they're constantly being like uh, disrupted by their own thoughts as to whether I'm good or not. And what I'm saying is that if that's getting in the way, if you're just constantly second guessing yourself and critic and wondering like, is this woke? Is this right? Is this whatever? You know, I don't think that like moral decision making is supposed to be like that disruptive. Like you more or less know if you're break if you're doing something right or wrong. It's instinctual. Right? So most of the time when you're just out there working, it's not an issue. You're it, right most people's jobs are not to go out and just be a piece of shit. You're just doing work. You're just doing work. Yes, there's occasionally the rare you know instance where there's an ethical issue about your job or what you do but for the most part it's just irrelevant you're just doing work you know sure if you trace the whole structure out you know are we part of an extractive fucking economy yes does capitalism exploit the shit out of labor and the natural world yes am i a part of it yes okay but what i'm saying is Unless you're actually going to do something about that, uh, a lot of that to me is a, a it's it's a culture of keeping yourself down, and that mm. is part of someone else's grift, right? It is. Well, it I didn't is, mean I didn't mean good as measured by woke. Mm -hmm. Where I'm coming from in this is uh, just having seen a lot of absolute personal depravity in people and in in the in in their actions and it's wrapped in in it's wrapped in social justice language it's actually okay because i am x y or z marginalized identity i'm basically not a cis white man therefore it's fine that becomes a vector for a grift too right the same way that this is how this is how we get all the, the heads of all five uh a uh, defense contractor, uh, com you know, mega companies—they're all headed by women, mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. is considered a rah-rah moment for feminism. Like women have finally made it. We now, women are are signing off on million-dollar bombs to go nuke schools. I, mean, I think a lot of that away. was just part of the culture of excess that happened in this bubble economy of ours, where you know we we have like too many people chasing after the money, you know, and one thing that I am happy that I am hopeful for to an extent is that the reimposition of economic reality into our worlds, which is happening in real time, um, through you know primarily through inflation, is that we're, I, I I hope that we are going back into um, an economy where real skills matter mm -hmm. and competence matters. And there's a measure of like meritocracy, like reinstated into the economic system, because like there there are just far too many like useless people being paid top dollar uh, for mm -hmm. no other reason than money was flowing and it was cheap, mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, 
I think that there was a lot of cultural toxicity that arose because there were a lot of people that had no business making that kind of money at those companies, but they were. And people mm-hmm. with real skills were being, you know, underpaid, undervalued, and sometimes kicked out in favor of people that had no real skills or whatever. And, you know, I can only hope that we're going back to an economy where it's like, no, you need to actually know how to do something. You know? That would be that would be wonderful. I, I yeah. like if you don't know how to do anything, <laughs> I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal with with that level of scam economy. That's when I just dropped out, basically. Yeah, I'm back in now because it yeah. feels like there's a moment coming. And, and you know, you're, we're going to hear from all the like the white leftists or whatever about how this is going to be inordinately bad for the poor or whatever. And I'm like, no, actually, the job market is red fucking hot if you want to if you're willing to do like manual labor work. It's red fucking hot. They can't find enough workers and the wages are going way up. So this is like a return to a world where people that are willing to do actual fucking physical work, there's that we can't find them. There's there there's more work than 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 uh people to do it. Yeah. Uh is the economy well, that we got have now. Eaten up with superfluous expenses. Yeah. What's gonna disappear yeah, is the you know, the the fucking perfect work from home job where, you know, you know, I barely have to do shit other than make TikTok videos and I get paid $300,000 a year and I work for Meta and I get free food and, you know, this is going to be the future is this Jetsons future that I'm living in. That's gone. And it should be gone. And, uh, you know, I do think that that was demoralizing era and it created a lot of like just cultural grotesque grotesqueries and you know I, I think part of it was also just sort of like this recognition that the economy was complete bullshit it was rigged and you know it just didn't value or care about basic competence and skills and now maybe we're going back to it so oh sure one can hope yeah let's <laughs> end it there okay uh that was a fun one i've been i was good I, i'm angry you know i'm just angry <laughs> Just angry with all the bullshit um, <clears throat> from people who think that they're fucking holier than thou, um, but won't won't work a fucking day in their life. <laughs> yeah, agreed on that. That's for sure. All right, all right. Well, this was uh, maybe maybe uh, thanks for listening to the bonus, or maybe thanks for listening to a very long free episode. I don't know. I guess we'll make up yeah. my mind when I edit this thing, but it was a good talk and uh, have a great rest of the weekend, Jess. All right. Same to you. All right. All right. Have a good week. See y'all. Bye.